The Comedy Zone Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast, coming at you live. Well, it's not live, no, but... Live-ish. Live-ish. It's coming at you live-ish today, Friday, May something. 25th. Let's call it the 25th. May 25th. We're here. Sammy is not here. She's she's all over the place. She's at the Speedway with it, her new gig at, with the Motor Racing Network. Okay. So has she so, left yeah. us by the wayside yet? Or no, we... no, 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 no. She's still, she's still committed. Yeah. She just, you know, like all of us, we've got well, a lot of other things going on. Well, and, uh, I know Sammy's yeah. committed, but <laughs> Sammy's also very important. Yes. So yes. she could be super committed. Yeah. And still be in Iceland, or she could be <laughs> on a safari, or she could be hosting a White House gala. Probably not the White House right now. Probably not today. But she, yeah, you, yeah. you just never know. That's yeah. part of the fun of Sammy is you never know where she's going to be. She's in Concord, so... Okay. Yeah. So is she wearing one of those race car zip up onesies? I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I saw I saw one of those. I'm like, Sammy looked like she could get her Danica Patrick on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. She's interviewed Danica Patrick. Before. Has she really? Yes. Well can I she have a picture of that. can she get her on ours? Uh, uh unlikely. Well now that Danica retired, maybe she yeah. could have when she was active. She's hosting the ESPYs. Da- Sammy? <laughs> Danica Patrick. Oh, <laughs> It didn't really surprise me when I thought it was Sammy. Yeah, no, yeah, Sammy. Hey, uh, happy anniversary. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. It is three years we've been at this. Three years this very show. Oh, my goodness. Is, I, I want to say May 26th, 2015 was our first show. Yeah. Wow. Three years, That's and it has felt like... Seven or eight? Yes. <laughs> Some days it feels like 30, and other days it feels like a month. Yeah, yeah. Today's a 30 day. Coming in, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This has been an entire year just waiting for. See, the people that listen don't understand what we go through sometimes to put out this product. Because I feel like if the people knew, we'd have a thousand reviews, yeah, and a thousand likes. Listeners, we need you to like. What do we need? We need uh, subscribers, likers, and reviewers. Subscribe, subscribers, likers, and reviewers. Yeah. So if you love what we do, even if you kind of like what we do, hell, even if you don't like what we do, <laughs> do those things that Brian just laid yeah. out. We know you're out there. You we know, know you're, we know you're listening. There. We see the numbers. We know there are people listening to the show. Yes. You are a surprisingly silent group of people. Yes. So you're like the the... <laughs> You're like the Republicans. You don't have a whole lot to say about what's going on right now. Are all our listeners Republicans? Is that what this comes down to? They may be. All right. But just, yeah, just, you know, holler at us. Yeah. Reach out to us on Twitter. Follow us. Let us know. Let us know. Uh, Because, you know, it's those things that broaden the popularity and keep us going. And, you know, it's just the whole deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, this is my first podcast I've ever hosted. 
So I'm new to all of this, but those things do matter, correct? Absolutely. The way that you grow, the way that you get more exposure it is by people subscribing and leaving reviews and, and listening and telling their friends about it. You know, there's a bajillion podcasts out there, mm-hmm. you know, and so the fact that you guys found us and you listen to us regularly, obviously it matters, but you you can't just kind of do it in a vacuum and think the show is going to yeah. know, is going to continue to grow. You have to get out and interact with the show and subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And, and that's the piece because there's a lot of shows that I subscribe to. I mean, that I subscribe to, but I don't necessarily like and review. Right. I just kind of right. listen and then I go about my business. And I think that that's the vast majority of people is that they just kind of enjoy it. Hey, yeah, it was crazy. And then yeah. that's it till next week. Yeah. But for these things to grow and do those things, there's like this added level. You have to do like, I don't call it active listening, but active, you have to actively participate in some yeah, aspects you, of this. You have to engage. Yes. And that, and that, you know, iTunes is all about kind of, you know, who's engaging with what, and that's how they know who's listening to what, um, you know, iTunes is kind of a, you know, a necessary evil for us. We don't really, really care. It, it's called Apple Podcast now, but it's, it's iTunes. We don't. You know, I don't. I think. I think iTunes is the worst. Apple Podcast is the worst. Mm. But you, we have to be there. We have to play in that, mm-hmm. in that you know environment. And so the same with the other places that, you know, you can find the show: SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Music, Laughable, um, Apple Podcast. You know, you have to interact and and let other people know that, you know, hey, here's this cool show that I've listened to and I like. And this is true of any, you know, of any podcast that that, you know, you come across and listen to and like just, you know, subscribing to it lets other people know that, hey, this thing is out there. Yeah. And so it just helps the show to grow. So if you like it, then put a ring on it. That's a good way to put that. That's a good way to put that. So, so uh, what's been going on with your week? Anything interesting? You know what? It's been a, um, a super busy week. I taught uh, two nights this week, and that always, you know, that that throws a wrench in your weeks because basically, then your day is eight a.m. until about you know ten thirty at night. Wow. And that's twice this week. So that that's that's that'll take a you know when you get to be my age that takes a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. you know? And then it's not like I'm just like you know sitting around for teaching. I'm up and I'm talking to the next generation of you know digital producers. And so it's it's uh, it takes a lot out of you. That's what it does. Yeah. So I'm. But uh, you still got the day job and everything. Else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm ready for this. Uh, this three-day weekend is what I'm saying. We do have a three-day weekend. Do you have any special Memorial Day plans? Uh, we have a crazy late recording on Sunday. Okay. So that'll be my Sunday. That's so good. <laughs> I'll be working an entire day on my my uh, my three-day weekend. Well, but, whenever you get a chance fun, to do that, you you yeah, got to jump on it. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's fun. And I don't mind. It would be different if Monday wasn't a day off. Yeah. So, you know, I can. Well, I mean, whenever you get a chance to work on a Sunday after you've worked all week. Oh, yeah. I you got to. passing that up. Right. Right. Yeah. You'd be a, a fool not to not to sign up for that <laughs> on a three day weekend. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so that'll be fun. Uh, um, I have that plan on uh, getting a couple other things off of my plate uh, Saturday mm-hmm. that um, work related stuff, side projects and stuff like that, that I got to, I got to move through. You and I have a side project we need to finish up. We do. Uh, yeah. So that there's stuff kind of hanging over my head right now that I need to, I need to get off yeah. my plate. How about you guys? Well, uh, my wife is down with the in-laws, um, and the baby. He's down there 
all told he'll be down there two and a half weeks. He's been down wow. there about a week and a half already. Um, my wife and I are going. I'm performing in Port Charlotte next weekend. So Wednesday through Saturday I'll be there. So I won't be here next week. Okay. Uh, but I'm in Port Charlotte, Florida, and my wife's coming. So that'll be a chance for days of just us, the beach, nice weather, uh, good food. We get to just kind of relax, and then the baby will remain with his grandparents. Okay. Uh, so it so so that part is cool. I'm gonna go down and see him uh, tomorrow morning. Okay. So I'm gonna spend the weekend through, and then come back Monday, and then work on Tuesday, then drive to Florida on Wednesday, and then I'm down there Wednesday through Saturday. So you haven't seen him in a week. I haven't seen him in over a week. That's weird, right? It is weird, man. I find myself just sitting there like staring longingly at you know pictures of him and um it's almost like being in prison like you're just looking at polaroids laying in your your cot yeah i'm like damn let's see my son but um it's it's tough but that time with his grandparents is great bonding time for him too yeah you know you don't always need him with us looking over the shoulder being there all the time he's just gonna look for us if we're there so it's good for him to just have that time with them and they like it too so for how many years he wasn't around, right? Thirty whatever, thirty-eight years before he had a, a baby, right, right. Yep. And then, then suddenly he was around, mm-hmm. and now he's not around for like a week, a year later, and it it's feels weird. weird. Isn't that weird? Well, the thing is, I'm home and I'm sitting there like, damn, what do I do? <laughs> I'm sitting in the bed, like, cause in your head you're like, oh man, it's gonna be great, have a few days. Then my wife's gone and he's gone, and I'm like, nothing has changed. Right. It's not like I went and painted the town red. Yeah, you're not going out because you're at exhausted. A, no. Yeah. So at a point, I'm just sitting there like, yo, the only difference between <laughs> when my whole family is here and when they're not here is that I can uh, I can watch Pornhub without the headphones right. in. <laughs> I crank it up. And crank one out a, I crank, a couple I crank, more times. Yeah. I crank up the volume and I crank one out. Yeah. That's the only difference. There's, there's, there is no difference. Besides those two or three times, well, the frequency is more too. But yeah. but besides those two three times I do that in an evening, there is no difference between when they're here and not here. It's 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 unbelievable. It's true. I I'm sitting there like, wow. I guess I'm I'm a dad and a you're husband. Dead. You're yep yep that's right. You you're a dad and a husband. <laughs> that's that's it. It. <laughs> so when I'm not on stage or I'm not in the law office, nope. This is it. <laughs> I mean, I could go outside and cook some meat or something, but there's nothing different. Yeah, nope. That's amazing how that happens. Do you, do you ever find that when your wife leaves or you're just like, I'm just here still by yeah, myself? Yeah, I'm in, we're at a point right now, and it's been like this for the past couple of years, where I have a job where I'm out a lot. And my wife now works from home. So she's home all day. She's writing her books and stuff like that. So she's home all day and doesn't really go out a whole lot. Where I'm out a whole lot, and not home a whole lot, mm. so she's by herself all the time, mm. and I'm I'm out, you know, with other people getting stuff done and everything. So I get literally zero time to myself ever, mm. and she's home alone all day, you know, by herself. <laughs> so it's 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 weird. She's going, uh, she's taking a trip in the middle of j- June for a long weekend, 14th through the 18th or something like that. So I'll have like four days where she's not around, mm-hmm. and that'll be weird. 
Yeah. I, in in a weird sort of way, I'm kind of looking forward to it because I was an only child. I still am, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I, I uh, the time to myself is like like super valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of. You know, I'm sure like you feel with the you know the, the oh, so yeah. it's 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 you know I'm looking forward to having some time to myself. But I know that after about a day, I'll be like, all right, it's time for. Right, time for her to come home. Time for her to come yeah. home. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's what I'm. Kind of what I'm. I'm finding. But the art with my wife, she'll. It'll be similar, except she'll be with our son, working from home in that way. Yeah. And then I'll be out and about with the law office and the shows and everything else. So I am back, fully in the you know my little t- attorney sweatshop. Yeah. Ass. <laughs> But it's ass is fun. Here's the thing about because the listeners have heard me talk about this before. It all depends on what case you're working on, what project you're working on, and who you're with. Because if you're with the right group of people, it's just fun all the time. Right, right, like right. it's yep. you know we all have been doing this to a point where you can kind of autopilot at times, and you can interact with others and have a little fun. So we're talking a lot about the NBA. Mm-hmm. We're talking Kanye. We're talking, you know, we got our own little view, the view going uh, at the office. So it's um, it's fun. It's it's fun. Uh, we 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 uh, it, it, now the bar for fun is lower because it's an office, right? Right. So the things we find fun may not actually be fun, yeah. But we feel like it's a lot of fun because we're at the office. Yeah, so, it's kind of edgy. You shouldn't be laughing because you're at the office. You should be working. Yeah, it's like it's way, yeah. So where it would be completely benign Yeah, outside the office. Inside the office, yeah. it's like, oh, did you hear what Sharon said? You know, people, <laughs> That's right. You said it on stage here at the Comedy Zone. Right. Crickets. Crickets. Now, now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because this, this came up at the office and so we had, a, we had one person that was in our area that we were working in and then she went and got her desk assigned to a different part because she felt it was too loud where we were. So another coworker attorney comes in and she's like, Oh yeah, you know, such and such. She went to another place. Yeah. You know, she said, will was too loud, you know, just trying to be funny and kind of directing it at me. Cause we play like that. Really. She was saying the entire room was too loud yeah, and she yeah. just chose to tell it that way. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, it made me think of this situation I had when I was in Harrisburg. I performed in Harrisburg a couple of weeks ago and a lot of my family mm-hmm. came out and everybody was laughing, everybody having a good time. And then after the show, my aunt says to me, Oh my God, baby, it was so funny. You were so proud of you just seeing you up there doing your thing. It's like watching Michael Jackson up there. I mean, you, you're one mild mannered kind of way off stage, on stage, you just come alive. You're a different person. It's amazing. And, you know, I, I just one part that was annoying, though, is this guy sitting behind me and he just couldn't stop about how terrible you were. And I'm like, huh? Wait, what? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't see what? that from up there. Uh, and she was like, yeah. She was like, oh, this guy's not funny. And then she said the thing was his whole table was laughing and he's like, oh, what are you guys laughing at him for? This is not funny. It's just a, the and she was like, I was about to say something to him. My aunts always love to tell me what they were about to yeah. do. <laughs> I was about to turn around and tell him. Da, 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 da. But then you got off stage. But she said it was it was a equal opportunity because I was with Sid Davis and she goes oh, yeah, yeah. when he got up there he was doing the same thing. Ah, da, 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 da. And after she told that, I'm sitting there and I'm like, what was the purpose of telling me yeah, that like, somebody didn't right. like me? Yeah. Like what? Because at the end of the day, the only impression I would have left with 
was great show. People had a good time. On to the next city. Yeah, but now you're focused on the one now guy. Now I'm thinking about who was yeah. that? Who was Okay, so let me address first who, who that was. Mm. He was that guy, right? So he's that guy. We all know that guy. Mm-hmm. As comics or just as, as, as ordinary people. We know who that guy. The guy thinks he's funny. Yes. Somebody somewhere along the line told him he was funny. Big mistake. He's watched a couple stand-up specials, so he thinks he knows everything about the art of, of mm-hmm. writing a joke and making things funny. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the other people that he was at the table with, who he knows, probably works with, mm-hmm. or is friends with, with, or whatever, thought he was funny, right. didn't sit well. He couldn't stand not being the center of attention. He's mm-hmm. Trump, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Right, so he couldn't stand being the center of attention, so he had to shit on whatever it was that everyone else that was drawing the attention. Everyone else in the entire room's having a good time. Everybody, this guy's the expert on what comedy is. So he was that guy. So you're not funny. Okay, right. I, right. that makes total sense. Right, so don't worry about that. Right, guy. and I get you know the notion of you know having a room full of 400 people, but focusing on the one guy who's sitting there with his arms. Oh, that happens. Right, I'm right. T- it always happens. Right. So you can't worry about that, dude. Right. As far as your your aunt feeling the urge to tell you, yeah, there was one guy in the hated your guts, did not like you at all. I don't know why. Why would why do you have to? I don't know. Right, which which know. which you know is like the work situation where this person had to tell us that yeah. somebody moved. For all I knew, she moved because the air was better or there were more yeah. windows. We had to know. Yeah, that she yeah. moved because she don't like y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So now when you see that woman, it's awkward because where before it was just perfectly, hey, so and so, how you doing? Now it's like, oh, yeah, she thought I was a loud mouth. Yeah. Those are the things I all because that's the only way I can function in those corporate environments is to stay out of that, to stay out of who said what to who right. and about what. Because then people start going. And how could she say that? Because she's loud all the time. Yeah, Will, don't you think she's loud? I'm like, now I'm involved in something. I don't care. Yeah about what she's got to say about me or whatever else, and I'd rather not know. I was asking people, I'm like, how are you? And some people were like, yo, I want to know yeah. if somebody well, of course. doesn't like me or says something about me. And I'm like, I only care about that when it's someone that can affect me, yeah. like a higher-up management. Then that's relevant information. Right. But aside from that, Joe Blow to sits in the corner, I don't need to know what he thinks about me. Where do you land on that? Yeah, I don't really care if you know if I have to if I if I have to work super closely with someone. Obviously, it's easier if you like each other if you develop you know a relationship that's both friendly. Uh, but I also work in a in a in a creative environment where you're not necessarily you know you guys are creative in a different way. But but we have to work you know fairly closely together on on. Um, projects that are sort of emotionally driven anyway so we have to have mm-hmm. i anyway i work at a at a super emotional level so so if i'm going to work successfully with someone i have to connect with someone kind of on an, on so, an emotional level so then level. in that circumstance you would want to know i would want to know if if for whatever reason they didn't like me yeah yeah okay yeah i, I don't know that it would change anything i mean i don't i don't i don't really care Except for how that affects the work. Okay. You know, if, if you don't like me, you don't like me. That's fine. right. But but if it has no effect on the work or anything else, then you could you don't need to know. Yeah. In the office. Do you now? Do you actively avoid it, or you're like, oh, you could tell me or not. It's cool if I know. I don't. 
I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to stand up in the middle of the office and go, hey, if you don't like me, tell me now. Right. You know? But are you <laughs> going to be like, if you don't like me or if someone doesn't like me, no one tell me. Are you going to do that in the middle of the uh, No, no, no. I That's kind of what I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kinda, did it. I was like, yo, hold on a sec. Why would I want to know that? Yeah. And then I told the story about my aunt. And I'm like, and then I went to the person that did it, and, and she's a good friend. And I said, yo, that's my one of my pet peeves. And she was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were that way about it. But she was like, it does make sense. Like, why introduce that negative energy yeah, when it doesn't right. have any effect right. on anything aside from right. being negative energy? Yeah. So, yeah, so that was – so. I'm, but I'm interested to hear, listeners, if you – if someone's talking trash about you, do you want to know it or do you not want to know it? That's a good little poll for the like audience. That. What yeah. do y'all think? Yeah, I will. I'll put that poll on Twitter too. Yeah, because yeah. I think the answer. Because I thought, listen, I thought it'd be a hundred percent no. <laughs> Turns out, I think I'm in the minority. You might be. Yeah, you might strange. be. But anyway, we got a, a great interview coming up. Well, we have a good interview. Coming up. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's be honest. So uh, last week, Steve Ranazisi, you know him from the league, you know from Conan. He's been on uh, on a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And a, uh, a comedian named Court McCown were in town. Court was uh, featuring for Steve Ranazisi. Um a week ago. I got to talk to them between shows on uh, Friday night. And uh, um, Court, um, you're going to see him in the next season of um, Arrested Development. If wow, if, if we can still watch that show, I don't know. The jury's out. If we can like. Arrested Development or not anymore. I don't know. Oof. But uh, so Court McCown, um, you'll see him in a couple episodes of Arrested Development, which comes out on the 29th on Netflix. And uh, Steve Renazisi's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. So there's a fairly awkward interview with Steve Renazisi coming up after the break. And you know we love awkward, so we'll talk to y'all after that. Hey guys, I need to let you know about the Queen City Podcast Network. We've taken five of the best podcasts in Charlotte about all kinds of things that affect you. If you listen in Charlotte, if you live in Charlotte, uh, they affect your everyday life. We've got the Charlotte Podcast News and Current Events from the uh, Charlotte Podcast. They just did a live show talking about uh, Mech Tech Day um, in Charlotte, the Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence that preceded the Declaration of Independence that we all know and love uh, by a full year. Uh, so the Charlotte Podcast, uh, Cheers Charlotte Radio about the local beer scene, the Yelp Charlotte Podcast about the local food, s- food scene and local businesses. We've got Steve Smith on that podcast. Obviously, the Common Zone po- Comedy Zone Podcast, you're fairly familiar with that one. But uh, I need to let you know about Creative Loafing's Local Vibes Podcast, local music at its finest, in-studio local performers, local artists, playing uh, the best music around in uh, the Carolinas. Local artists, local music. It's the first podcast dedicated solely to local music in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Each week, Creative Loafing editors Mark Kemp and Ryan Pitkin sit down with musicians and others in the Queen City music scene to talk about their music. You can find out more about all the podcasts at the Queen City Podcast Network at (laughs) queencitypodcastnetwork.com. And we're back. It's the Comedy Zone podcast. Steve Ranazisi and Court McCown. Thanks for hanging out, guys. No worries. Thanks for, for having, having us back, or yeah. me back for sure. Yeah, it's good to uh, it's good to see you again, Steve. This is our our third 
Of yes, our, this our, is our second one in this room, though. That's right, our second one in this room. The other one was back in Somewhere the Sporting else. News days. Sporting News day. That's back, right. Yeah, Mike dragged you into the, yep. into the Sporting News offices. And, I know. Um, we did that show, which was probably awkward. I remember but, that. Yeah, that yeah. was. Uh, Why no, was, you it was it awkward? Was no, it was like you were like getting fired or something. Were you getting fired? You the got company fired? Was like, no, no, there was like the company was something was happening. It was like reconstruct. Re- it was re- weird. Yeah, they've like so they've restructured themselves <laughs> yeah, a couple different times. But here's the weird thing. I wasn't actually an employee there. I was doing their podcast and stuff like that, thinking that they would oh, build yes, something then, out of it with yeah. their three million. So yeah, you were like, uh, yeah, not a welcome person there, probably. It, it was it was weird. Yeah. yeah, it had started. I was kind of sneaking in the back door initially, and then it just kind of grew into this thing, you know. And we were literally like five days a week doing sporting news podcasts, like you know, five mornings a week I was doing sporting news podcasts. From thinking at some point they would catch on and start promoting it and. Put it, you know, put yeah. links on the site that has three million. Yep, negative and nothing, no. nothing. Out of and here we are in so, a, yeah. in a box. Back <laughs> yeah, of a and here we are in a bunker. Yeah. Listen to some groovy music, though. So we we are uh, between shows on uh, Friday night, May eighteenth. It was g- good for a show. Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah. I know the crowd, maybe not necessarily what you might have expected, but they were enthusiastic. They were good. fun. Yeah, yeah, they were they were interesting group I of love, people. I love the guy with his feet on the stage. <laughs> I know. Twice. I, I I asked him when I first got up. I said, "Can you?" I, I go, "You're not in show business. Get your feet off my stage." Um, I wish they would sit everyone up close. If they filled in that front little circle area, that would be they would have been yeah a lot better. I think. Probably a good idea. You start filling from the front instead of from the back. I mean, I, I know there's different price points and stuff, but for that kind of show, it's just like, yes, and then just... Yeah. But people do choose their seat here, though. That's not a good idea. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's. I think, you know, on some nights, if it's a if it's a full night, you know, your second show tonight, I'm sure. Yeah. But the, the yeah. It, first come, first serve, I don't mind that. Yeah. Have you ever, did you ever play Arlington great. Draft House? Yeah. You know that Which one, one the like, DC one? The, no, the, yeah, the one that's like in Arlington, the one that's like an old movie theater. Arlington, like Virginia, right yeah. near DC. Yeah, yes, the one that's like that an old movie year. theater that's yeah. all like all staples chairs. Yeah. yeah. They do the same thing, like you go pick your own seat. Yeah, I know. And but they have office chairs. Like you know the like kind the, you yeah, would like staples. Yeah. yeah. Like the leather backs and the and the armrests. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, like so. and the rolly, they roll around. Yeah. They that, that, those are their chairs. Are probably swiveling yeah. the entire time and yeah. That which I'm sure isn't annoying at all. To have a couple but this is, could be a good room if everyone just sat up front. This is a great room. Yeah, yeah I agree. I know. I'm just saying, like every, every, every everyone came towards the front. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't disagree. Yeah, we. we, we I. Um, I produce a couple shows here. Normally, we get like between 75 and 100 here on on those nights, and there are some holes, especially like you know, off stage, stage right, and stage left. There are some holes, but generally they do tend to fill in. Yeah, I would say like you can choose any seat within the circle, the front circle yeah. area. Yeah. For shows that are yeah. like you know, less than two hundred people, tickets sold. There were still quite a few people there. I mean, it wasn't dead. Yeah, I know. I just like I, you would feel packed if it was right. Right, everyone yeah. was up I front. Agree. Yeah, yeah. It's the kind of room with the low ceilings and yeah, you you know, everything that. is concrete. The laughter stays you know, holds there. in. So um, a crowd of fifty sounds like you know a bigger crude crowd. You a golfer? Uh, yes and no. I see your ball marker up there. Oh, this thing. 
that's a cat. Well, I thought it was a golf. Oh, <laughs> and I saw the pens next to it. I thought it was a golf ball marker. Uh, our our um our regular host has a son uh, that he has to bring occasionally, uh, a one year old son, oh. and he left it here the last time he was here. That's so, great. So I'm just kind of saying, is it a, is his son for... cat toys? Yeah, is it a is it a human son or is it a <laughs> kitten? I don't I don't ask questions. Okay, I, I have every reason to believe it's, it's a hairy human. face. We don't know uh, yet. I, yeah. every, I don't believe a word he's saying. I have every reason to believe it's a human son. Yeah. It's an animal. It's an animal. <laughs> it's a goldfish. So you guys travel together a lot, is that right? No, or, no. Never. You, 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 we try not to. <laughs> why do you say it like that? Well, you know, you know why. <laughs> not after fair. the whole Me Too thing. We uh, court got in big trouble for that. After with the me, order. yeah, I, I told him I go no more. I've I've read about this Me Too thing, and I think some of the stuff you've been doing to me on the road is inappropriate. So, <laughs> well, listen, just because I might touch someone and they say, "Who the hell do you think you are?" and I go, "I'm Steve." Well, I Renazzini. finally learned what consent was. I finally learned what consent was. I just thought I had to be. I was just trying to make good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hotel has to remove all the potted plants. We don't stay on the same floor anymore. I'll tell you that right now. I wonder why you changed floors well, because you drilled that hole through the wall that one time, and you know. Yeah, but I kept putting stuff through it. I know, and I kept putting that in my mouth. Good things kept happening. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Every time, I kept falling for that joke. I know. It's like just before I go to sleep, I go, well, let's just put this through the wall. I'm like, well, I can't go to sleep yet. And then I text you after, thank you. Got to get that poison out. (laughs) (laughs) That was, oh, God. So it sounds like, like, I mean, life on the road, you know, it is what it is. A lot of guys talk about, you know, kind of how tough. Life on the road is, but it must help to be able to go out with a friend who's who's. Yes, I enjoy. We know. have a, we do this trip because we can play a lot of golf. We're uh, we yep. we're fans of golf, so there's a lot of nice courses around here. So we've done this a couple times where we get to play and come down. Um, but yeah, it is. It does make the road more tolerable when you are with a friend that you can kind of split the day up. The day yeah. gets you know, it's a long day from the time you get on stage. Yeah, let's say you wake up in the morning, go down and have breakfast in the hotel room, and then. You don't go play golf, so you just stay in your hotel room all day while your friend goes to visit his in-laws, and you're just stuck in the hotel the rest of the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did some sleeping. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I fell asleep for a second. Are you able to write on the road? I mean, do you do any? What's writing? <laughs> what does that mean? Are you able to uh, you know, develop your, your, your act a bit? What's an while act? You're on the road? Are you able to uh, come up with material on the road? How about yeah, that? hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to do 10 minutes on this little <laughs> podcast perfect. right after this. Uh, yes, I have a little more time. Well, no, I feel like my time at home is more structured. I, I tend to have a little less structure on the road because I'm like, hey, I'll do this, I'll do that. So, And then before you know it, you're like, oop, got to get that nap in yeah. <laughs> before the show. Yeah. Uh, so work can get away from me a little bit. But this weekend, I'm trying to tape some stuff, so I'm, I'm doing mm-hmm. a little bit of work. But my I'm, I'm better structured during the week yeah. where I can have like a schedule and get stuff done during the day yeah plus you can try new stuff you get you go up to the store you go up to the clubs in la yeah. and you can try the new stuff out it's difficult just to write something and then just right insert it yeah now how is it like just i know the shows it. in la like the sets are like five minutes or 15 minutes in la yeah about 15 20 minutes how do you i've heard a lot of talk about how it's hard to work out you know an entire hour five to 15 minutes at a time you know, at the comedy store or whatever. So mm-hmm. how do you, where do you, is that your time that you work on new stuff and then kind of try to fit it into the, the hour? Or yeah. Well, the comedy store has been a little bit more difficult even to try out new stuff because it's been so packed and it's like murderer's row one after yeah. another after another. So 
you know, you it you can get it in there, but you got to time it correctly. Uh, there are shows though that you can do, especially with the popularity of the comedy store. There's a small room upstairs, so if you had an hour you wanted to work on or showcase, you can give the talent coordinator about a month's notice and book the room and mm-hmm. you know get the get a decent amount of all. You only need like sixty people in that room to have a feel good and full, yeah. and then you know they'll give you the night. You just work on the show, or you can do your hour then. Uh, but for me, I'm like twenty minutes at a chunk. I can get twenty minutes of work done. You sure. know. Or you can just do really late night spots like I do when there's nobody left in the audience and right. that's all you do is new material because there's nobody there. Yeah, that's true. You can do, like if I was going to work on brand new, brand new stuff, I'm like, I don't even know, like saying it for the first time out loud, mm-hmm. you'd ask for spots after 11.30. Got it. Okay. Draw all my spots. <laughs> yeah. Or you just get slotted in after 11.30. Yeah. <laughs> may not have to ask for All me. my spots after 11.30. <laughs> so the... the, the the um, the L.A. comedy scene, comedy scene. Then um, you hear lots of folks talk about you know New York and L.A. completely different things. If you want to be a comic and an actor, you kind of have to be in L.A. Is that is that accurate? I don't think so anymore. You can That's do both. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I mean, there's a lot more synergy back and forth between L.A. and New York now. There's festivals. There's the podcast scene is kind of um, gelled both coasts. Uh, I think New York puts a bigger emphasis on writing. I think they're, you know, they're pretty big snobs about that shit. You know, it's like, what is, well, what is he saying? Not how is he saying it? Yeah. yeah. Whereas in LA, I think you get away with a little bit more. How's he saying it? You know? Um, but you know, other than that, it's, there's still great comics on both coasts. There's still shitty comics on both coasts. And, And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, depends on what kind of climate you want. Depends on, you know, how you want your lifestyle. You know, you get a little less in New York. Sure. But, uh, yeah, people now are doing a lot of things where they, like you just did it, spend like two or three weeks in, on, in New York, staying at a friend's place or whatever, popping in, doing spots, getting your face out there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, next thing you know, you come back here and, you know, people from New York come out and you're friends with them already. So it's really, it's I don't see a big difference anymore between the two. I just think New York guys consider themselves better writers and probably they are, so... Mm-hmm. That would be the only thing I would see as a difference. Yeah, actually, someone said something to me the other day when I was in New York, and they go, said something about how how L.A. actors always acted out. L.A. comedians always act out. And it's like, relax. Like, you know, I think, and I don't know if that's just because all the stages in New York or the size are like four feet by four feet, and we actually have room. But, um, But it's weird, too, because all the clubs in New York, with the exception of Caroline's and Gotham, are hundred seat rooms. Right. That's right. it. I mean they're they're right. they're the size of our smallest room at the comedy store. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean we you know, comedy stores are a three hundred sixty seat main room and a two hundred seat OR that are sold out every night. Right. And right. so I mean I think the scene in I think the scene in LA, I think the scene at the comedy store especially, is as good as it ever was, maybe even better than it was in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. I mean, who knows how long that'll hold on, but it's amazing. I mean, how many nights a week are you there that it's sold? I mean, every night you're there, it's sold out, isn't it? Weekdays. Pretty, weekdays. Two rooms. Three yeah, rooms right. sold out. Right. Yeah. Like so, uh, last night, all three rooms were sold that's out. That's like 600, 600 something people. Coming in every night. Yeah, yeah. On like a weeknight. Yeah. 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 And, we used to I have mean, like, we used to have had a rule in the mid 2000s that you needed three people to start the original room show. You need three audience members. And there, the show would start at nine o'clock, and there were times we couldn't start till ten, ten thirty, because three people would not, three audience people would not wow. come in yet. Yeah, two would come in, sit down, a couple, 
sit down for 15, 20 minutes, have a drink. No one else would come. They would leave. <laughs> yeah. Then another two yeah. people would come in, and we would try to talk the other two people coming back in. They were like, no, you know, it's like it was difficult. Wow. Now yeah. it's six hundred people every night, yeah, on average. More on the way, more on the weekends. Why do you suppose that is? Podcast, Netflix. I was say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's, it's all because lo- of this podcast. Ex- this very po- <laughs> it's specific a, one. It's the Comedy Zone podcast bump. Absolutely. The, 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 a lot of people. I mean, you know, I don't know that there is a a a a genre if you will of podcast that suits its its creators better than a comedy podcast because it allows you to to do what you do but it allows you to keep in touch with you know your fan you used to have to just wait for the next yeah hour from robin williams or whoever to come out and now yeah you know everybody's got a podcast yeah i mean it's like a, uh it, i think i see what you're saying yeah it serves us best as a yeah. format Musicians, it helps, you know, I'm sure to be on podcasts, but like, what's a musician going to do? Like do a new song every week or talk about, you know, I mean, I guess they could have interesting podcasts, but we're fucking interesting people. Yeah. Yeah. As a, as a, you know, and we don't normally want to do it. We don't want to be your person unless you're paying for it, but I wouldn't mind sitting down with my friends in front of a microphone and bullshitting and then getting a little bit of paid for it as well, you know? So that's, uh, yeah, it's changed the whole game. It really has, especially for draws and like people just not knowing who someone was three four years ago a joey diaz or something like that you know that wasn't and then you know in two or three years from now he could be a household name yeah it could be that big of a you know he could be like a sebastian maniscalco or yeah someone who just people you know makes 15 million dollars a year on the road people yeah. pay hundreds of dollars to go see yeah and you know you may, it may joey may not be your cup of tea sebastian may, but he's got enough people buying the tea to yeah. be able to sell a tremendous amount of tickets, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Doug Benson comes to mind. Yeah, you know, all from this medium. Yeah, yeah. So, so you guys, Chris now, Hardwick, uh, Chris yeah, Hardwick, yeah, yeah sure, he, yeah, he everything to podcasting. Yeah, and he, he, he. I have a, I have a massive man crush on what Chris Hardwick has done, um, in terms of not just with you know Nerdist, you know, now that he's sold, but I mean, he was there, you know, in the early. Well, Chris Hardwick was, a, was still, a, Chris Hardwick was a stand-up comedian. Right, I right, mean, you know, he right. did Hard and Firm. He was a guitar, you right. know, did his thing, and then and really didn't get a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Got very little work, and then started the Nerdist podcast. And mm-hmm. from the Nerdist podcast, now he makes millions of dollars yeah. a year. Yeah, and um, he married Lydia Hurst. Smart move. <laughs> yeah, I know. She she owns a castle. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think she owns a. Do they sell the publishing? Or they, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, she's like really rich. That they're yeah, yeah they're still oh, yeah, living oh, off. Yeah, oh yeah. William Randolph's money. Yeah. 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 They're, they're Generational goes wealth. Back a long time. Yeah. Now they got all that sweet Hardwick cash too. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys now are 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 both involved in acting as well. In a perfect world, what would you? What would your future career look like? Would it be mostly acting, mostly stand up? What would you prefer? A mixture of both, yeah. whatever that number is. I used to have a great, like, when the league was on, it was like, you know, four months, six, five months of touring, a couple of months to myself. So that was great. So, yeah, not all the time, but a mm-hmm. lot of it. Mm-hmm. I want to do stand-up. And, uh, Court, you're in the next uh, season of... Yeah, a couple episodes, so yeah. it's not going to take a lot of my time. Um, so, yeah, I, I like stand-up, though. Stand-up's yeah. one of my favorite yeah. things. It's It's the best. Um, you know, thank you. I know, I know. Uh, you know, 
Show number two is going to start in a few seconds. Yeah. Here. So I appreciate yeah, you guys hanging out, Steve. It's great to see you again Good as to always. See you too, brother. Um, take care of my tripod, and we'll. I will. We'll, I'm going <laughs> to smash we'll that fucking tripod. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Um, but thanks. Yeah, I appreciate. It. We'll see you guys again next time. Thanks, brother. All right, we'll be back. As always, some great shows coming to the Comedy Zone here in Charlotte, North Carolina over the next several weeks. I'm going to tell you all about them right now. If you're listening to us Memorial Day weekend 2018, Adele Givens is in town the 25th and 26th. Two shows Friday night, two shows Saturday night. Tickets still available at the box office. I'm going to tell you how to get those tickets in just a little while. Finesse Mitchell, Sunday night, one night, one night only, the 27th, May 27, 2018. You know I'm from Saturday Night Live, Conan, BET, NBC, Comedy Central. You can check that out. Carlos Valencia, one night, one night only on May 30th. Tom Segura, uh, next weekend, the 31st, 1st and 2nd of June. Those shows, though, all sold out. Every single one of the Tom Segura shows sold out. You're shit out of luck if you want to go see Tom Segura. Frank Caliendo, June 4th. He's in town one night, one night only. Monday, June 4th. You know who he is. Tom uh, Mabe takes his Mabe in America tour around town uh, and around the country on uh, June 5th. A uh, celebration of life in memory of uh, local comedian Spanky Brown uh, in town uh, on the 6th. That's happening on uh, June 6th. All proceeds from that show go to his family to help pay for some of their funeral expenses in uh, memory of our friend Spanky Brown. Uh, Dominique in town the 7th, 8th, and 9th of June. That will be fun. Tammy Pescatelli, the 14th, 15th, and 16th of June. Chris Redd, you know him from Saturday Night Live and Netflix. He's in town the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Funny on the fly the 17th. Uh, also Chris Red, by the way, Sunday the 24th as well. And then Rod Mann back in town, 28th, 29th, and 30th of June. Those are all the shows coming up in June. You are going to want to check out those shows. And if you want to go to any of those shows except Tom Segura, those shows are, shows are sold out. But keep checking with the box office because sometimes people cancel. Call the box office at 980-321-4702. That's 980-321-4702. CLTComedyZone.com is the website for all the dates and details at Comedy Zone CLT on uh, the social medias, on the Twitter, on the Snapchat, on the Instagram, and uh, Comedy Zone CLT on Facebook as well. As for the group, Will Jacobs is at I am Will Jacobs or Comedian Will Jacobs. You can check those sites out. Sammy Joe Francis is at Sammy on Air. I'm an NC Balto 72, whatever. As for the show we talked about in the first segment, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play Music, and Laughable. That's where you find the podcast. Leave a review. You know, you guys have some responsibility for the show as well. We know you're listening. We see the numbers. We know you're out there. Let other people know about us as well. It's the best way to help this show continue to grow. Welcome back to the Comedy Zone podcast. I don't know who wrote that song, but I feel like when they perform it, they they hold the guitar and they hop on one leg across the stage. Oh, I promise. The guitar. Yeah. Who is this? ZZ Top. This is uh, this is Billy Squire. Who? All right, let me tell you a story about Billy Squire. Okay. So he releases an album. Yeah. Back in the early '80s, I I was still in high school when this album came out, mm-hmm. and 
the album blows up. He's the biggest thing in the world for like eight months. All right. Biggest thing in the world. Just huge. Songs, you've probably heard a song called The Stroke. Here, let me see if I can find it. Here it is. You've probably heard this song. Yeah, you've heard it in movies and it's been in a bunch of stuff. Now everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you heard? So, uh, um, you know, that song... Uh, the song I just played, uh, which was called uh, "In the Dark," uh, this song, "Everybody Wants You." <laughs> I mean, this album was massive. I can't even begin to tell you how big this album was. All these, every single one of these songs, um, charted that year. Okay. Right. This is called My Kind of Lover. This song charted off this album as well. It's just a huge album. You got me running, baby. You Were they in movies? A few of them, yeah, have been in movies. Yeah, I mean, I knew the first one. I mean, like, literally, this album could not. Was like the. You know, like when Michael Jackson released an album at the time in those mid 80s, early 90s, how. You know, it was always massive, and there was always a half dozen singles off the album. Stuff. Well, Billy Squire's album was like this. You right? just put Billy Squire's for one album. For what's one the album. name of this album? Uh, Lonely is the night, maybe, or Billy Squire. I, I, so I if you like, uh, so if you, um, enough is enough. Might have been the name of the album. Hold on. Nope, that ain't it. So, is he emotions and no, no? It was just called Billy Squire. There it is. Okay, so if there's a Mount Rushmore of albums that took over music, right? I know Thriller's up there. Yeah. Are you saying enough is enough is a second for one album? One album. One album. If you if there's a Mount Rushmore, one album. Mount Rushmore, Mount Rush, Mount Rushmore for bands that had one album. One album that that just went ballistic for eight months to twelve months. And then this guy was never heard from again. So it's not quite a one-hit on wonder. He's like a one yeah. global, not yeah. global. Probably I would US. argue global. One global success wonder. Yeah, that is got to be rare. I yeah, yeah. Like whole whole album. This album was unbelievable. Okay. So so why are we talking about Billy Squire? Um, the song popped in my head this morning, and I thought, yeah, you know, I'll use that to come into one of the segments in the podcast. Um, but. Uh, the point he literally spent spent the entire rest of his career trying to duplicate that mm. and literally drove himself insane i know what you're saying literally drove himself crazy we i, I now i understand what you're saying yeah. especially on our third anniversary <laughs> we, we have been trying the... to replicate the success of our bob saget that's initial exactly interview. Right. we've been chasing that ghost <laughs> we've been chasing that for three years we came out of the gate with bob saget and it's just and peaked uh, we peaked it early. Hasn't been the same since. M. Night Shyamalan has the same thing. <laughs> At six cents, he dropped six cents. It took. It just captured yeah. everyone, and then he's been chasing that ever since. Chasing that dragon, baby. Chasing the damn dragon. Yeah. Dan Marino. Yeah. He yeah. went one yeah. time. He spent the rest. This is not quite like that, but he never got back to the Super Bowl. No, I thought it was easy. Thought it was easy. Yeah, we thought it was easy. Oh, Bob Saget. <laughs> Who we got tomorrow? <laughs> Bill Clinton. Now I be shit. Yeah, we, we, we lucky to get. <laughs> we lucky to get Roger Clinton. Roger Clinton, that's his wayward brother. Remember, Bill had the brother that yeah. was always in shit. Was it Roger? Yeah, it was Roger. Huh? I think. 
That's what all the police reports said. Yeah, I don't remember. I know Jimmy Carter had Billy. There was a Billy Carter? Oh, yeah, there was a Billy Carter, who was the same, the 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 brother nobody talked about. Yeah. Oh, well, well, yeah, we so that's that's who we try to get yeah. now. But uh I, I yeah, I can understand that. You're trying to get back yeah. to that first one. It's like drugs, right? You get that first high. Right. You and these people them, spend yeah. the rest of their lives chasing that first high. Yeah. That's that was us. Yeah. This was heroin. Mm-hmm. There was there was there was zero chance that Billy Squire was gonna match what happened in that in that first album zero, so as soon as it dropped did you say to yourself that's this is the, it i mean i don't think you realized it i mean you thought you know hey here's 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 you know billy squire that 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 you know here's this album this album is red hot it's great i love this album from back to back there isn't a weak track on it and you thought this guy's gonna be around a long time you know <laughs> and then crickets the see and I'm, I'm wrong about artists the other way I think this is it. We're not going to hear from this. I thought that with Nicki Minaj. When I first heard her, I'm like, yeah, okay. That's fun. Yeah. We're not going to I was yeah. dead wrong. Yeah, it's so hard. It's hard with um, it's hard with artists because you don't know. That, there's. I mean, like I remember uh, the first Cars album. When the, when the first Cars, again, I'm dating myself, but like, you know, 1978. The not Cars. the Pixar movie. No, no, no. The, I'll be honest. The, that's the first place my head went. Rick uh, Okasik and the and the cars. Best friends, girl. Just what I needed. All right. Um, they did not. That did not make it. Well, what year was this? This would have been like the late seventies, like nineteen seventy eight. They yeah, kind I'm of 79. were the first shot fired in the in the in the new wave okay. era. So really, kind of. I'm trying to find them here. Um, really, kind of, kind of ushered in the the new wave era for a lot of folks, the cars, there was an old song by Gary Newman called, uh, uh, in, in, in cars, which has nothing to do with the cars, but, um, mm. this was the first, uh, cars. This was the first thing we heard from the cars in like seventies. Um, yeah. 78. Exactly. Sounds really super dated now, but imagine, you know, it's 1978, you know, uh, the disco is really popular. And you know this album comes out. You pick it up. You put the needle on the record. That's how far we're going back. Okay. And you hear this. You've never heard anything like this before. I've never heard anything like this now. <laughs> yeah. In 2018, I never heard anything like this. You know, so there's, there's you know, um, you know, this album from back to back, again, changed music for me. Yeah, this is. I'm familiar with this. This is uh, You're All I've Got Tonight. But just stuff that, that, that you know, before all the, like, you know, album-oriented album rock and classic rock kind of became heavy metal for a little bit. There's a lot of Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and all that. And then there was disco. Mm-hmm. And then you hear this. Mm. You know, and it just, you changed know, it. it's, yeah, it changed everything. I mean, th- um... This for me, this led me to the Talking Heads, which led me into the punk movement, which led me. Into, you know, okay, so this is all just, white people music. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, I don't remember anybody I knew liking this. No, no, okay. no, you wouldn't. This is yeah. all white people yeah. music. Yeah. Okay, so that, so this, you just say that this is white people music. Yeah, so when you talk I, about white people music, this did all those things to white people music. Yeah, because I, because our listeners, some of our listeners are confused. I should. They're like, hold on, I never heard none of that <laughs> shit. This is white people music, y'all. Yeah. So if you hear it and you white. Uh, over thirty, 
you probably go, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you anything, if you like <laughs> anything besides white, <laughs> you 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 ain't you you're not gonna. You're gonna be like, I don't remember that one. Yeah, I should have led with that. Probably. Yeah, you, yeah, some of our listeners heard seven <laughs> songs in a row they have no familiarity with. So I just wanted everybody to know that he told my white people music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll cover black people music uh, yeah. in two weeks when I'm back. I guess we'll do the the things that changed. Speaking of changing music, we have Kanye. Uh, he just wants to make America great again. So I don't know what I'm gonna do about him. Yeah, how do you? What do you do with that? He, well, he told us slavery was a choice. Yeah. And that was a problem. So now I don't know that I can listen to his music anymore. He just put out a new album, one of his artists, Pusha T, rapper uh, with Kanye as the producer. And I'm like, okay, I need to figure out a way to isolate the rapper's vocals because I don't want anything to do it. <laughs> and my buddy said, yeah, I'm trying to figure out a way to punish Kanye uh, that doesn't involve not listening to his music because <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a tough spot to be in. But this is what we're finding. This we had, we, we had yeah. this same discussion We've had it a number of times. We had it with uh, Dove, Davidoff, when he was here, yep. and a couple others. The artist versus their personal views and everything else. Because yeah. years ago, the time you're talking about, we really didn't have access to a lot of their lives, oh, their thoughts. Yeah. There was no Twitter. Yeah. So they had all these crazy views. And then you're like, oh, shit. This dude thought that you know the Holocaust was fake or something. What right. the fuck? Is so... Right. But now you have access to all that stuff. And you know what these... And you're put in this spot. We're like with an R. Kelly, this spot, or now maybe Morgan Freeman. What I, yeah. It's just person after person. It, it, how do you divorce whatever's going on with them, the problematic stuff with the art that you love? And I think everybody's trying to navigate that space and figure out what matters to them and what doesn't. But one thing I know is that it's almost never consistent. Right. 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 Because some people go, you know what? If uh, I don't, I had one coworker that was like, he was like, man, listen, if an artist does something that I uh, don't approve of or whatever, like a Kanye making crazy statements, I'm still going to listen to the music. R. Kelly, I'm still going to listen to the music. That's his personal life. I have nothing to do with that. I said, okay. So if you were going to a restaurant, let's take it out of music. If you were going to a restaurant, this dude's black. If you're going to a restaurant and the owner made statements on race and said, yeah, you know, we really don't want black people eating here. Yeah. Yeah. Would you come back? Yeah. And he's like. Well, no. And yeah. I'm like, well, why would you not come back? It's just what the guy said. It's got nothing to do with how yeah. that burger tastes. There's a Confederate flag hanging over the bar. <laughs> I'm like, look. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Like, what? Right, right. How, I mean, it's not like the, yeah. the it's like he's not making McRacist burgers. The burgers <laughs> are the same burgers. So do you have a problem? Now? And he's like, well, uh, yeah, well, that's different. I was like, no, it's actually, not, it's, it's, it's not, not different. It's the same concept, same principle. It's just we pick and choose. Yeah. Something, so pe- for some, it's pedophilia. For some, it's domestic abuse. Yeah. For some, it's re- statements. For Chick-fil-A people, it's the gay statements. Was it, Everybody's yeah. picking, yeah. You know? which is okay, I feel like. It's yeah. okay. It's all our personal curating of, of what we take in. Yeah. Fortune Feimster has a bit about that where, like, you know, she loves Chick-fil-A. You know, and then they came out against the case, and she's like, "No!" Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and Carmichael, uh, uh, you know, he had one where he talked about Chick Fil A. I said, "I got to choose between my love for my same-sex brothers and sisters and my love for delicious chicken sandwiches." And I don't know. I'm having a tough time figuring out which. You know. So anyway, uh, I guess we're all doing that dance. Yeah. With some of these people, because man, between me too. And between the race stuff and I love Trump, everybody's got a damn problem. Yeah. Seems like now. Yeah, I think it's I think it's that the the internet, you know, while in a lot of ways it's brought us closer together, 
mm-hmm. it's also exposed an awful lot mm. about who we really are. And, and, you know, anytime you're throwing all of your innermost thoughts out there, something's going to get ugly. Right. You know? And I mean, right. the, the, there's stuff in, I'm sure, in your background that, that, people would disagree with there's you know no. certain there's stuff in my background that people would disagree with you know it, 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 it but it's 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 you know it's it's when it comes out and then how people react to it the arrested development thing this week you know how how people you know the cast is now being being you know criticized for how they reacted to that in the moment you just you can't you just stop talking just everybody just stop talking right. for a minute and let's take a breath and think about you know and and think about how we're reacting to this stuff because not everything is a stage ten crisis, right? You know, let's just let's just respond in a in a it, you know a measured response to everything. I think you know initially goes a long way. Yeah, but you know it, but it's tough, particularly if you're part of the group that those statements affect. Absolutely so if you're no a question. woman, it's hard to be patient on. Weinstein. It's hard to be paid. Not even Weinstein, because he's extreme. Yeah. But but it's hard to be patient on Louis. It's hard to be patient on Morgan Freeman. It's hard to be patient on these people. Uh, the court of public opinion. Yeah. You know, is 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 different. Or if someone's making statements on race, like I, I certainly wish that you know we we were able to distinguish some situations from others and all that. But right now it just seems to be this big bucket. Yeah. And I think because all so much of this is so new in terms of us finding out about it, this stuff's been yeah. going on forever. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of us kind of it being on our radar, it's so new that people are still figuring out how to deal with these things. And, uh, you know, and now we've got a president that's kind of lumped into that. And it's well, like, yeah. the, I think, I think we go from zero to outraged. In a half a second, yeah. You know what I mean, and I think that 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 I'm not saying that some things that are coming out not out now aren't worth being outraged about, mm-hmm. but let's let's be just a little bit more discerning because if you're outraged by everything, you're outraged by nothing, right? You know what I mean. Yeah. So it, it, it's everything can't be can't just be you know butting up against. The right, outrage ceiling immediately. You've got to pick and choose what you're outraged about and what you want changed first. And it was, and for oh, oh, uh, and for too long, it went. I'm looking at an Uber thing on my phone. Oh. <laughs> Take people behind the curtain. I got my Ubers one minute away. But uh, but yeah, we we swung from nobody cared about anything they should have right. to now we care about everything. And I think eventually it settles. Yeah, but you it, know, it, it in will. the meantime, you know, there's going to be casualties of this thing, <clears> and we'll settle it out later. But we, this is a move that uh, we're getting to closer to a place we need to be at, where we don't just let things slide anymore. Yeah. But now we have to, to give nuance to that. Yeah. And and like you said, but boy, it's hard to be measured when this sounds exactly like that. Yeah. You know, it's hard. Uh, but well, and there's, I mean, we not to you know end the show on this note, but you know, 1,400 kids now have been separated from their parents in Arizona. It, it, where's the outrage about that? Right, I'm pissed. <laughs> but absolutely, to your point, it's selective. But we get outraged over you know all this stuff, right? And we miss out on the things that that you know, 1,400 children. Amazing, you know, unbelievable. And if I miss this Uber, I'm going to be outraged. So let's. All right, uh, well, we can't have that. Yeah. So everybody, we will talk to y'all next week. I won't be here, but the the crew will. So somebody all right. Will. Yeah, somebody be here. <laughs> See y'all. 
Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. 